Ethics of Islam Remedy for the Vices A medicine that would be a common cure for all the vices is the recognition of the illness and things that are harmful to it, its cause, its opposite case, as well as effects of the medicine. The next step would be the diagnosis of the illness, which is done either by self-research or under the supervision of a guide, that is, an alim, a deeply learned Islamic scholar. A believer is another believer's mirror. Self-diagnosis of one's faults is a difficult task. A recommendable way of knowing your own faults, therefore, would be to consult with a dependable friend. A faithful friend is one who will protect you against dangers and fearful situations. Such a friend is hard to come by. It is to this effect that Imam Shafi'i Rahmatullahi Alayhi stated, A staunch friend and true medicine are hard to find. Waste not your time. And Hadrat Umar Radiyallahu An stated, My friends warned me about my fault. This is the true essence of brotherhood. Since your adversaries will always be seeking ways for criticizing you, they will fling your shortcomings to your teeth once they find them. Such inimical comments, therefore, can be exploited as efficient references to learn about your faults. Good friends, by contrast, will mostly be inclined to overlook your faults. One day, someone begged Hadrat Ibrahim Adham, a great Islamic scholar and a wali, to tell him about his faults and shortcomings. I have made a friend of you, so all your manners and ways appear nice to me. Ask someone else about your faults, was the great scholar's reply. Another way of recognizing your shortcomings is to observe others' faults. When you observe others' faults, you should try and see if you have the same faults, and if you see that you do, you should try to get rid of them. This way of identifying vices is another method for curing the vices, and is the meaning of the following hadith. A believer, mu'min, is a mirror of another believer. In other words, you identify your own faults in others' faults. When Jesus, Isa alayhi salam, was asked who he had learned his virtues from. He answered, I did not learn them from anyone. I looked at others, observed the things I did not like, and I avoided doing the same, copying and imitating the things I liked. When the famous Dr. Lockman was asked who he had learned manners from, he replied, from people without manners. Reading about the biographies and episodes of Islamic luminaries, such as the blessed people called Salaf as-Salahin, the Sahaba, and other awliya, rahmatullahi alayhim ajma'in, is another way of forming good habits. For terms such as wali, awliya, the plural of wali, the Sahaba, Salaf as-Salahin, see our other publications. For example, Sahaba, the Blessed, available from Hakikat Kitabevi, Fatih, Istanbul, Turkey. A person who has a vice should search for the reason, cause, of his contracting that vice. He should try to eliminate this cause, and then try to get rid of it by doing its opposite. He should try very hard to do the opposite of the vice for getting rid of it. For getting rid of a vice is very difficult. The Nafs loves evil and ugly things.
Another useful medicine for getting rid of vices is to establish a method of retribution. For example, when one commits a vice, immediately afterwards, one should do some action one's nafs does not like. A good way of accomplishing this is to take an oath. Namely, one should take an oath to the effect that if one commits a vice, one will do extra goodness, such as giving alms, fasting, or performing salats. Since one's nafs never likes to do extra prayers, one will stop committing vices. Another useful medicine is reading or hearing from others about those vices which produce harmful results. Many hadiths inform us about the harms of vices. Some of them are 1. In the sight of Allahu Ta'ala, there is no sin graver than vices. For those who commit vices are not aware that they are committing sins. Therefore, they do not repent for their sins, so that their sins accumulate and increase manyfold. 2. The one sin which human beings commit without any hesitation or reservation is being a person with vices. 3. There is a repentance for every sort of sin, but there is none for vices. Instead of repenting for a certain vice, the offender commits something worse. 4. As hot water melts an ice cube, likewise virtues melt mistakes and errors. As vinegar destroys honey, likewise vices destroy rewards, thawabs for good deeds. Justice, adalat, chastity, ifat, bravery, shaja'at, and wisdom, hikmat, when they are not used with evil intentions, are the sources of all virtues. One should associate with pious, salih, and good-natured people in order to be a good-natured person or to protect one's virtues. A person's akhlaq will be like his companion's habits. Akhlaq is contagious like a disease. One should not make friends with ill-humored people. It is stated as follows in a hadith-i-sharif. A person's faith will be like his companions. One should shun from useless occupations and games, harmful jokes and quarrels. One should learn knowledge and do useful deeds. One should not read books that undermine one's morals or which promote sex and should not watch television programs or listen to radio programs destructive of moral values or which arouse sexual desires. One should constantly remind oneself of the benefits of virtues and harmful effects of Islam's prohibitions and the punishment they will incur in hell. None of the pursuers of wealth and position has attained his wish. However, those who have wanted rank and worldly possessions to do good deeds with them have lived comfortably and happily. Worldly ranks and possessions should not be one's goals, but instead they should be vehicles to do goodness to others. Worldly ranks and possessions are like an ocean, and many people are drowned in that ocean. Fear of Allahu Ta'ala is the ship which one needs to survive in that ocean. Our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam once said, One should live in the world not like a permanent resident, but like a traveler, and should never forget that he will die. Human beings will not live in this world forever. 
When one is absorbed in worldly pleasures, one's troubles, worries, and distress will increase. The following hadiths should never be forgotten. 1. A slave of Allah Ta'ala who has not performed many acts of worship will have high grades in the hereafter if he has good morals. 2. The easiest and most useful worship is to talk little and to be a good-natured person. 3. A slave of Allah Ta'ala may have many worships, but his evil humor will deliver him into the depths of hell. It will sometimes lead him into disbelief. 4. It is reported that once the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum told of a very devout worshiper to the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that person was spending his days fasting and his nights praying, yet he was bad-tempered. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam answered, It is not a good state. His destination will be hellfire. 5. I was sent to compliment the virtues and to help people so that they may assimilate these virtues. The virtues also existed in the previously sent monotheistic religions. Islam was sent to complement those virtues. Since this religion exists with all the good commandments and habits, there is no need for another source to inform us regarding the virtues. Therefore, no other prophet will come after the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 6. A good-natured person will attain both worldly and next-worldly happiness. A person with virtues performs his obligations toward Allah Ta'ala and his creatures. 7. Hellfire will not burn a person who has a good nature and a beautiful physical appearance. 8. To be good-natured means to keep close to and to be on good terms with those who keep away from you, to forgive those who have hurt you, and to be generous to those who have been miserly toward you. A good-natured person will do goodness to those who keep cross with him, or he will forgive those who harm his honor or hurt him physically or materially. 9. Allahu Ta'ala will fill the heart of a person with belief and trustworthiness if he treats others with soft manners, angry as he may be. He will have no fears or anxieties. The best of all virtues is to do goodness to people who treat you improperly. This behavior is a sign of maturity and it converts your enemies into friends. Imam Ghazali says that he has to read the following statements in the Injil Bible, which was revealed to Isa, Jesus, salam. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law, and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. The Book of Matthew, Chapter 5, Verses 39 and 40. Please see our book, Could Not Answer. For detailed information about the interpolated copies of the Bible, which Christians have been reading. Books inform us about the cruelties, oppression, and torture of Muslims and Jews by Christians in Spain during the Spanish Inquisitions, in India, in Bosnia-Herzegovina, and in Jerusalem.
as well as against each other by the Inquisition courts. Their uncivilized behavior proves that they are not following the true teachings of the Injil. Every Muslim should get rid of vices residing in his heart and replace them with virtues. One cannot be a good-natured person by replacing a few vices with a few good ones. A Sufi order is the path which makes one attain maturity, that is, perfection in all virtues. A path that cannot provide this maturity cannot be called a Sufi path. As it often happens, there are sham practitioners in every field of endeavor. Likewise, there are some in the field of knowledge and the Sufi path, tarekat, who represent themselves as sheikhs, spiritual guides. In reality, they know nothing about the real Islam and the beautiful moral teachings of Islam. We should avoid these types and their traps. Sixty vices are well known. We translated and included forty of them in forty sub-chapters. A person who avoids these vices and does their opposites will be a virtuous or good-natured person.